A day of worry is more exhausting than a day of work. John Lubbock. Now, I know I'm not the only one who feels what he's saying, okay? Let's get into the intention of this episode. So, it is my goal to help you learn new tools to eliminate excessive worrying. Because excessive worry is a blocking device. I think the best way to describe it is worrying is like a vacuum for the mind. Sucking energy, focus, and zest for life. Under prolonged stress from worry, the brain loses access to its resting states, making it difficult to fully relax, sleep deeply, or return to a calm emotional center. And in a state of stress, the brain forms new neural pathways, creating roadmaps for future perspectives, emotions, thoughts, and behaviors all of which are colored by the negative mental thinking. Your brain will then start weaving together a pattern of limiting beliefs and rules for living that create anxiety, fear, and moodiness. That's why I feel today's tools are so important because worry, if left unchecked, can create a living hell. Now, as we all know, Worrying does not change an outcome. So leaning into our worries is a waste of energy. What does help is to redefine worry as energetic momentum. Viewing worry as energetic momentum that I can tap into whenever I want was the game changer for me. I've adopted the idea that Worry is our mind's cue to tap in and get right with yourself. With this new perception, worry is no longer a thorn in my side. It's now a tool for waking up and seeing who I really am. In order to make that mental switch, we must first understand what purpose worry actually is here to serve. Worry is a form of confusion. And I think that confusion is the universe's invitation to explore. When we misinterpret that invitation, when we choose to ignore or fail to correct, that confusion turns into an illusion, which has us believing things that are not true. So to tap into the transformative energy of worry and use it for our advantage, we must examine it. To do this, Get the facts about the thing that bothers you. And not just the facts that already align with your thinking, okay? (laughs) We want all the facts. You do this by taking your emotion out of the thinking and removing personal ownership of the situation. You have to secure the facts in an impartial, objective manner. And I know that's super difficult to do when we're gripped with worry. So I found a couple things that could help. So the first way to take the emotion out of the situation is to pretend that you're collecting the facts for somebody else. That really helps. Another thing you could do, you could pretend that you're a lawyer preparing an argument for the opposite side of the issue. Remember, we're gathering all the facts here to help us eliminate worry. This one simple step cuts worries in half immediately okay so 
write down the facts on a piece of paper and state the problem clearly. Then you're going to ask yourself two questions to clarify your thinking. First one is, what am I worrying about? It's important to note here that the first thing that comes to mind isn't necessarily what you're actually worried about. You might have to ask yourself why a few times to dig deep and get down to the root cause. Usually, worries are rooted in identity. So when you land on a reason that has something to do with how you're showing up in the world, then that's, that's the root cause. That's the issue that's causing your worries. Okay, so the second question to ask yourself is, what can I do about it? This question is your peace of mind. Writing down all of your options for fixing the problem empowers you by helping you realize that things are not as dire as they seem. That second question is the kicker here because decisions eliminate worry. When a decision is reached, you can release anxiety about the outcome. I'm going to give you a real life example of how I got over a recent worry using this method. So, I used to worry about the success of this podcast all the time. I was always checking my numbers. I was obsessing over this, right? If you've been with me from the beginning, you already know how many titles and covers this podcast has evolved through. That was me being caught up in worry. Also in perfection, but rooted in worry. Because I was in a constant cycle right worrying about getting listeners and then judging myself for not having a lot of listeners and then getting discouraged and not producing any more episodes which didn't help me find new listeners and the cycle continued right all of that fluster cluck I was in beta brain waves which leads me to the next tool and then I'll get back to the story so when you're worrying The brain is in a beta wave state, which is connected to your limbic system, also known as the emotional center. That is the system that is responsible for your flight, fight, or freeze response. To get out of this, I personally like to do a thing called mind wandering. So this tool is best for coming up with solutions because it activates your alpha brain waves. I like to start off my mind wandering sessions with five deep breaths and then search for a specific color that's in my immediate environment. The only reason that we're doing this is so we can distract ourselves, but you don't have to follow the exact same method. For you, it might look like imagining a calm landscape or going outside for a walk, right? Whatever you choose, the idea here is to get yourself involved in any activity that produces serotonin. Serotonin is released when you're in the alpha brain state. Alpha brain waves allow the prefrontal cortex to take control. This is the part of your brain responsible for all executive functions like clear thinking, impulse control, delayed gratification. Yeah. As these slower alpha frequencies calm down the mind, They also open the door to your subconscious, which is where all the ideas, connections, and solutions are. Remember, you already have everything you need inside of you. You just need to be calm to access it. A calm mind has the ability to evaluate options, see the bigger picture, and identify the next step. So, 
Step one of eliminating your worries, get the facts, analyze them, and find new solutions by letting your mind wander. Okay, moving on. Our main business is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. Quoted by Thomas Carlyle. This quote was a great segue for me to step into my new unbothered reality. So back to the story about my podcast. I had gotten the facts. The facts are I have listeners and reviews right now. I have a gang of content planned right now. I have a network of people who fuck with me right now. But I'm not doing everything in my power to get this podcast moving in the direction I wanted to. Those were the facts, right? So then it's time to analyze them. So I interpreted their meaning. Remember, our worries can be unconscious. And that's why when you go to write down what it is that bothers you, that you have to ask why several times so you can get to the root, right? Okay, anyway. So I got the facts and interpreted the meaning. These two steps are often the most humbling (laughs) because it's when we discover that we're wasting our time on things that don't matter (laughs) and or are totally fixable. So knowing that I had the tools to face the situation instead of wondering and staying in confusion, now it was time to move on to the next step, which is to do what clearly lies ahead. Or in layman's terms, it was time to get my ass in gear. Which leads me to the next tool, living in compartments. So this concept comes from ships, actually. To keep a ship afloat in the event of a disaster, crew members would seal what's called a watertight compartment. These compartments are a safety feature that enable the ship to sustain damage and still be buoyant. So we're going to steal this concept and apply it to our daily lives by installing day-tight compartments. This is a powerful worry blaster because, as George Bernard Shaw said, the secret to being miserable is having the leisure to bother. So, what is a day-tight compartment? It's a technique that helps you put blinders on, so to speak. It's a focus on living one period at a time, whether that's a month, a week, shit, it could be an hour, you know, the tool can be summed up like this. Only this moment is mine. I know I'm not the only one who has spent time worrying about things that won't matter five years, five months, even five weeks from now. Applying day-tight compartments helps me release today what could potentially hold me back tomorrow. But what does this tool look like when applied in the practical world? Well, it looks like keeping yourself busy. Keeping yourself busy with prioritized tasks. It's difficult to worry when your mind has been set in a specific container for something else. That's because it is impossible for the mind, no matter how brilliant you are, to think of two different topics at the same exact time. Okay, let's move on to another tool, which is really a phrase that I like to use to keep me on track. You are too big to be overcome by little things. Doesn't that just feel good? You are too big to be overcome by little things. 
I'm going to share a story with you that was shared by Dr. Harry Emerson Fostick over a hundred years ago, but it still applies today. On the slope of Long's Peak in Colorado lies the ruin of a gigantic tree. Naturalists tell us that it stood for some 400 years. It was a seedling when Columbus landed at San Salvador and half-grown when the pilgrims settled at Plymouth. During the course of its long life, it was struck by lightning 14 times, and the innumerable avalanches and storms of four centuries thundered past it. It survived them all. In the end, however, an army of beetles attacked the tree and leveled it to the ground. The insects ate their way through the bark and gradually destroyed the inner strength of the tree by their tiny but incessant attacks. A forest giant, which age had not withered, nor lightning blasted, nor storm subdued, fell at last before beetles so small that a man could crush them between his forefinger and thumb. Aren't we all kind of like that tree? Don't we manage to somehow survive the storms and the avalanches and the lightning blasts of life, only to let our hearts be eaten out by little beetles? little beetles of worry. Mm -mm -mm. To overcome little beetles of annoyance, shift its emphasis. Us humans have a habit of exaggerating the importance of the insignificant, which drains our energy. Life is too short to be little. Set yourself free. So that's all I got in my toolkit today. I hope this episode energized you and gave you a way out of the storm if you're in one. And if you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to share it out with your friends. I'm so thankful to have the honor of your support. So until next time, stay cute, stay free, stay well. <laughs>